This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Parshas Balak Tavshin Payalaf Beginning of the Parsha, Bayar Balak Ben Sipar and Balak Ben Sipar saw is Kola Shra'asi Yisrael La'amayri Everything that Yisrael did to Amayri But Yagar Mayav, Mayav was frightened the Pnei Ha'am from the nation very much Kiravu, because they were a lot But Yagar's Mayav, Amayav was disgusted the Pnei Bnei Yisrael because of B'nai Yisrael. And the Kliyak and others wonder, why does the Pasuk say in the beginning, everything that Yisrael did to Amayri. We see the next Pasuk, it does it the regular way. The first Pasuk should have said the same thing. Why does it say Yisrael? And the Kliyak explains, because when it says over here Yisrael, it doesn't mean B'nai Yisrael. In fact, he says, L'fisha B'Yisrael, Sabahu Medaber. It is talking about our great-grandfather Yisrael, Yaakov Avinu. That's what the Pasuk means. But Yar Balak ben and Balak ben saw, Eskol Asher Asa Yisrael Amairi. That everything Yisrael, Yaakov Avinu, everything that he did to Amairi. What did he do to Amairi? So we know that Anna Barashas, Parashas Vayichi, when he speaks to Yosef, and he tells Yosef to bury him in Eretz Yisrael. The Pasuk tells us, I'm going to give you an extra portion. I'm going to give you Shechem as a reward for burying me. That I took from the Amairi with my sword and with my bow. And Rashi brings from the Gemara Bavasra that what does it mean? This is my wisdom and my tefillah. Even though Yishmael has the sword, has the bow, and Esav has the sword, and that's why he said, however, my charbi, my kashti, is my wisdom and my tefillah. And that's what the Apostle is telling us over here that Balak was scared of. He saw what he sold it to Amairi. He explains the Magen of Ram, Amairi is from the Russian of Emar, of Omar, of talking. He saw what Klai Yisrael can do with the power of speech. He saw what Yaakov you know, accomplished just with his power of speech, and that's what they were scared of. And that's why they went and they took somebody who also has a Kaya Chadibor, Bilam, and he used it to counter them and to curse them. What Balak realized is what we all know today, and that is our Kaya Chadibor is very, very powerful. You can have armies. But as long as we have the Kayach Adibar of Tefillah, we can accomplish anything. The Magidim of yesteryear tell us over a muscle of a fellow who lived in a farm. A fellow named Chaim lived in a farm, and in front of his house was a massive boulder. 15, uh, 15 feet wide by 10 feet high. A massive boulder. And Chaim lived in his farmhouse. He would go farming every day. One day he comes out of his farmhouse with his tools, and as he's walking, here's a big voice come out from Shemayim. Chayim! He looks around, where's that coming from? And again, Chayim! So who is that? And Hashem says, it's me. And Chayim says, Hashem? You're talking to me? And Hashem says, yes, Chayim. So Chayim flustered, Hineni, uh, here I am. What can I do? He says, Chayim. You see that massive stone, that boulder in front of your house? He goes, yeah, of course, I can't miss it. I want you to go and I want you to push that stone. I want you to push that stone as hard as you can. 
Really? Yes. For how long? For 15 minutes. Can you do that, Chaim? I can do that. He puts down his tools, walks over to his big boulder, and he starts pushing and pushing and pushing, and he's sweating and he's pushing for 15 minutes, and he stops. He's exhausted. But he did what Hashem asked him to do. He's very happy. He takes his tools and he goes off to his farm. He do his farming work. The next day he walks out of his house, and as he's passing by the boulder, he hears once again, Chaim! Yes, Hashem, what? Chaim, I want you to push the boulder again today for 15 minutes. Can you do it? Sure, of course. Puts down his stuff, walks over to this 15-foot wide, 10-foot high boulder, and he starts pushing and he's pushing and he's pushing. And he finishes and he goes on his way. The third day he comes out of his house and again, Chaim, yes, Chaim, you're doing such a good job. I want you to push the boulder again today. Can you do that for me? Of course, Hashem. But Chaim, I want you to push the boulder every day for 15 minutes. Could you push the boulder every day for 15 minutes? Sure, of course, Hashem. And every day Chaim would come out of his house, he'd walk by the boulder, put his things down, and push and push. After a few weeks, sometimes he'd push harder, sometimes not as hard, but every day he pushed. Every day he pushed. A few months passed, and one day he's walking out. He's walking over to the boulder, like he does every day. And again, he hears Chaim. Except this time, the voice is coming from behind him. He turns around, and there's this big, burly, ugly fellow. He looks at him and says, who are you? He says, Chaim, I'm the Satan. He says, you're the Satan? How do you know my name? Chaim, I want to thank you. You want to thank me? What do you want to thank me for? Chaim, I got to thank you. You see, me and my colleagues, we work very, very hard every day. We're busy all day in Shemayim. All day we're working, my, my colleagues and I in Shemayim. Some days we work even harder. Summertime, we work double, triple time getting people to do Averos. So we complained to Hashem. We said, Hashem, please, we need a little break, a little recess. So Hashem said, fine. Every day I'm going to give you a half hour off. But what are we going to do during that time? And Hashem said, it's okay. I'm going to give you 15 minutes of entertainment. And He sent us you. Chaim, you're the best entertainment. You see, every morning we wait for you to come out. As soon as we see you coming out, we stop our work and we watch. And we watch how you, like a fool, try to move that stone. You push and you push and you push. And we're laughing. Because we all know there's no way in the world a human being is going to be able to push a stone that is 15 feet wide and 10 feet tall. It's just not going to happen. And you, like a fool, are pushing and pushing and pushing every day for months. And we really, really enjoy it. So, Chaim, on behalf of me and my colleagues, I'd like to thank you. So thank you very much. And he leaves. Chaim is thunderstruck. He's so sad. Like someone punched him in the stomach. Really? That's what I'm being used for. I thought I was doing this great thing for Hashem. And turns out I am there just as a as a punchline. He takes his stuff. I'm not pushing it. And he walks, goes to work. The next morning, Chaim comes out of his house. He sees a stone. He's about to push. He goes, no, 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 not happening. And he continues to walk. The third day, he comes out of his house and he passes by the stone. And here's Chaim. He looks up. He says, What? And Hashem says, Chaim, what happened to the stone? You're not pushing the stone today. And he says, Hashem, you take me for a fool? 
Why do you tell me to push the stone? You know there's no way in the world I can move that stone. 15 feet wide, 10 feet tall. I can push that stone. I can move that stone. There's no way I can move that stone. Why are you telling me to move the stone when I can't do it? It's impossible for a human being to do it. You're making fun of me. And Hashem looks at Chaim and says, Chaim, I told you to move the stone. I never told you to move the stone. I told you to push the stone. Your job is to push the stone. You leave the moving of the stone up to me. And in a second, Chaim realized how right Hashem was. Hashem never told him to move the stone. Hashem told him just to push the stone. And Chaim continued that day to push the stone. And he did the next day, and the next day. And a week later, he was coming home, and he was screaming and yelling, coming from his house, and he starts to run to the house. And he sees his wife stand there, she says, Chaim, Chaim, help! The baby is under the wagon. The wagon tipped on the baby, it's under the on the baby, what are we going to do? And Chaim looks and he sees the wagon, there's all his baby, his babies can't breathe. So he says, okay, I'm going to run to town to get a few people. We're going to, we're going to lift the wagon up. And she looks at her husband and says, Chaim, you can't go to town to get people to help. By the time you come back, it's going to be too late. Got to do something. Chaim runs over to the wagon. He lifts it up a little. And his wife pulls the baby out and he drops the wagon down. And his baby is alive. And that's the end of the muscle. Because where did Chaim get that strength from? How could Chaim pick up the wagon? Because for the past 10 months, Chaim was weightlifting. For the past 10 months, Chaim was pushing that stone and pushing that stone and pushing the stone. He didn't know why. He knew because Hashem told him to push the stone. And then when the time came, he had the strength to lift up that wagon. Explains the Magi, that's exactly the same thing with us. Hashem comes to us and He sends us a challenge. So we daven. We daven and we daven. Then after a little while, we, nothing's happening. We're davening. Why doesn't anything happen? That's the Satan talking to us. That's the HR talking to us. Because when Hashem sends us a challenge, He sends us the ability to overcome it. And our main tool in overcoming something is of course tefillah, is davening and davening. You ever wonder why a person davens for something and you don't get it right away or you don't get it and you think to yourself, why am I davening anyways? If Hashem knows what I want, is He going to give it to me? What am I convincing Him? Am I going to change Hashem? And the answer is, of course, your davening doesn't change Hashem. Your davening changes you. Before you started davening, you didn't deserve what it is that you're asking for. Now that you daven, you're a different person. The new you, the new you does deserve it. And that's what tefillah is. Balak knew that. That's why Balak was so frightened. Because he saw what Yaakov Avinu did, what Yaakov Avinu did, did to speech. What a lesson we've been learned from here. Right in the beginning of the parsha, to make sure we use our Kayach for everything. Have a wonderful Shabbos. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.